0: Give a little time for the child within you, don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Gong, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart Jordan Morris,
2: simping for the ganja goddess
1: I'm sorry, for whom are you simping? Mm. Sorry, right, this I week? a drink
2: there, the ganja goddess mm-hmm.
1: So that's, uh Praise be her name but her name is just the Ganja Goddess, right? Mhm. Or does she have a, oh, she, a does she have an a, a further or She goes by alternate? many names, Jesse. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> okay. But to me, she's simply the gancha Goddess. No, I I'm I'm putting on a brave face, but I'm starting the show a little bit heartbroken today, I'll be perfectly honest. Wow. I mean, usually this is a show where we come on, we just have fun
1: and, yeah. and laugh and joke about nonsense. We don't really get into serious stuff like the like the Ganja Goddess, but what's going on so let me back up okay
2: thank you there was this billboard wait jordan i'm wondering how you got here (laughs) i bet you're wondering how i got here (laughs) yeah this is me so yes so there was this billboard that i was driving by on the reg for a business called uh the ganja goddess Okay. And this is a website that offers... uh, Plumbing services. You know, you'd think so, but it's actually Cannabis On Demand. Cannabis Products On Demand.
1: I'm glad somebody in Los Angeles is finally offering Cannabis Products On Demand.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's a real desert out there for cannabis products on demand.
1: I have such a hard time. I don't have the internet or the yellow pages. I only find out about businesses through billboards. Mm-hmm. And I have such a hard time finding accident attorneys and marijuana delivery
2: mm-hmm. and syphilis, syphilis volcanoes. And asking you to um consider the boys for awards. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered the boys?
1: I haven't considered I had not considered it to this point. Well certainly you've considered
2: Trill. I haven't considered Trill. Well oh, geez, do we need to stop the podcast so you can consider the boys and trill for awards? It seems crazy that they charge for the bus
1: in Los Angeles mm-hmm. when they have this stream of income from Amazon Prime Video mm-hmm. buying for your consideration bus side advertisements. Yeah.
2: They should have the boys drive the bus. Then they could the boys can ask you to consider them while you're anyway. I was driving by this uh this billboard for the ganja. I don't think it's ganja goddess it's something like I won't get into the exact website, but it's a billboard it has right you know the name of the business ganja goddess it has you know the u r l there it has some information about the business ganja goddess dot pizza and then it has a photo of a of a woman who I presumed to be the ganja goddess, okay. You know and she and she was I'll say it really attractive. I found her very attractive and is she
1: this is she the hot doctor who gave away medical marijuana cards via billboard?
2: Uh no, this is a different this is a different uh medical marijuana woman. I have not seen that yeah, that was a real LA thing right at weed legalization when you still needed to go into the <laughs> Former frozen yogurt place in a strip mall where a, you know, person in a lab coat would give you a bullshit card. Yeah. And you could also get like a therapy vest to take your dog on a plane. Exactly. But no, we've come a long way. So no, this yeah, that that woman was all over the place for a while, but the ganja goddess is a is a different woman. And, you know, I was driving by this billboard so often that I I kind of began to fantasize about, you know, what 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 it would be like if if we ran into each other. I don't know if we I mean we I'm an entertainment professional. She's a successful business owner and you know, maybe we run in the same circles, you know. You could meet at a mixer. Yeah, or the maybe she goes to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Pasadena. I don't know. A lot of yeah. a lot of high rollers go there and church social. And so yeah, and this was and this I I'll give you a little bit of more context too. It's like this I started driving by this billboard at at, at really the height of like pandemic lockdown you can't do anything so you know i had started a whole fantasy relationship about the ganja goddess and i what would happen when we met i mean she likes to chill i like to chill you have netflix yeah we both we both have netflix (laughs) accounts well i have my sister's netflix account yeah i don't know maybe she does too i canceled my netflix account but let's be
1: frank if they're gonna make another season of i think you should leave i'll probably sign up again sure let's (laughs) kind
2: of where I might too <laughs> <laughs> so you know then and this and and, and it, it deepened you know and I and I was I, I got to this point where I was sure that the ganja goddess and I were made for each other and was it when you fantasized about this relationship
1: was yeah. the nature of the relationship platonic or romantic? I mean it. I mean it was. It was just as everything, you know. It was. How does it compare to your relationship to Plato? Is what I'm asking.
2: <laughs> right. It was a Socratic relationship. <laughs> okay. <where laughs> she would lecture, and I would listen. Mm-hmm. And you know, it got it got to be, you know it got to be it got to be kind of intense. But the billboard came down, and I have not I had not thought about the Ganja Goddess in a while. You know, the one that got away. And then I drove by a. Ganja Goddess billboard today in a different part of town, and there was a completely different woman on the billboard. The first Ganja Goddess was just a stock photo model. I guess she's not the business owner. She... Jordan,
1: you're assuming Mm -hmm.
2: here that it was a stock
1: photo. Yeah. I don't think that's that's an appropriate or safe assumption here. My first thought is that the Ganja Goddess is like the Dalai Lama, where there's a group of monks... Mm Mm-hmm. Who travel the world. Right. When one Gondra goddess dies, they find the reincarnation of the Gondra goddess wherever he, she, they, or whatever may appear.
2: Wow. So the first one died? <laughs> oh my gosh. Jordan. It's a whole new thing. What do you think
1: happened? Trampled at Coachella? If you're a Ganja goddess, you're already fundamentally marked for death. Oh That's gosh. one of the main things about being a ganja goddess, because there's so many built in enemies. I mean, think about all of the people in this world, sure, who aren't chill, right? Yes, people with agendas, people who have, we're all fucking twisted up, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, like, uh, like when you put when you put something in the in the dryer that has. Like waist tie strings that are too long, but you don't tie them
2: up and then everything gets all twisted up. What about there. people who are like that? Yeah. Sure, and not to mention, you know, mythical beasts like the cocaine hydra. Has to be <laughs> sure. Has to be has to be slewed sure. by the ganja goddess.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the methamphetamine bugbear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of
2: charisma on that guy.
1: <laughs>
2: the regular Sammy Davis charisma. Jr. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> He's a triple threat, singing, dancing, and methamphetamine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, Eddie, why do you think he sings and dances with so much energy? Speaking of not being chill and hard drugs, our guest on the program is... A stand-up comedian, a beloved favorite here. He works on the Desis and Marrow program, and he has his own stand-up comedy special available June 21st across all online and VOD platforms. The special is called People Pleaser. The People Pleaser himself is Joshua Gondelman. Hi, Josh.
0: Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jordan. How are you? Oh, good. Glad
1: Glad, glad you could join us. Thank Thanks for, for staying up me. late on the East Coast, Josh. Not that it's a problem
2: for you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we should say that there is a, there's a strange comedy world meme where people on typically Twitter will accuse mm-hmm. Josh of being hooked on cocaine. Yeah. And not just posts to you or about you, just
0: separate posts. I've seen it. Just catching strays like I'm just catching strays where people like will tweet to each other like, oh, I'm not no Josh Gondelman. I'm not on cocaine. And the problem is I'm not nearly famous enough to have like an urban legend about just me, the guy. So soon I imagine this will spill out of just like our friends and people will start. Taking it seriously. Deezus says it on TV like twice a season
2: now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be like, yeah, I mean, it was a wild night. Josh was there. He was on so
2: much cocaine. And I'll just be
0: like, you can't say that on TV. And the lawyers are like, actually, it's fine. I'm like, why is it fine?
2: <laughs> they did. They also saw it said it on an episode of Shrill that I was considering for awards. <laughs> did, how,
0: did that affect your consideration positively or negatively? Josh? I think they're getting the
2: Emmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they've been nominated or if the show is still on.
0: Those billboards always remind me of my favorite David Foster Wallace essay, for your consideration, The Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Josh.
1: That's a joke that Josh wrote 14 years ago and has been <laughs> saving for a semi-appropriate <laughs> moment for all the years since. One
2: day, he says, And I was like, one tonight... Day,
0: I have a shoehorn big enough to fit into this
2: podcast. <laughs> Honestly, if there's one podcast where you can make a joke about David Foster Wallace's nonfiction.
0: <laughs>
2: you think I'm not shooting
0: from the hip with a David Foster Wallace Yorgos Lanthimos joke? <laughs> you know, there's... are going to waste that on a different podcast whose audience wouldn't appreciate it. There's a lot of people out there
1: making I never finished Infinite Jest jokes, but mm-hmm. how many people are doing the that cruise ship Best air, the one about the talk show host.
0: A supposedly fun thing I'll never do again. Yeah. Is the cruise ship one. You know what? Let's. uh I think a lot of those
1: uh, other podcasts are just brain dead megaphones. Yes, that's right. That's George Saunders. <laughs> we're going Saunders, class. baby. <laughs> we're going George Saunders now.
2: Well, I think we could all agree. Us talk pretty one day. <laughs> <laughs> we're just referencing <laughs> books that were on everybody's shelf in college. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't be so cavalier and Clay Jordan. Sure, yeah. <laughs>
2: do
1: you guys want to do three
0: more of these or move on?
1: <laughs>
0: I thought this was oh. going to be most of the podcast. That was my intent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I figured we'd just wrap up the show now.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should be- just take a break, have a naked lunch, and then get back to it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, I actually saw
1: you the other day on TV. Which was very exciting for me. It was one of those, you know when the drug enforcement agency does a big bust <laughs> and they have those like bricks of, there was one of those tables with 12, 14 of
0: those bricks and then a standee of you. <laughs> Cardboard standee. That, so that's unrelated. That was just, it was an illegal use of my image. <laughs> that intellectual property <laughs> right. was being carried across national borders. That's true. You posed for that
2: one stock photo session. <laughs>
0: you were the ganja just, goddess for a brief they told period, me, right? They told me that I was going to be the ganja goddess. And then I was legally dead for nine seconds a couple years ago. Wow. And they took it away. I yeah. They were know. like, you don't get to keep it if you're dead. They find the new yeah. one.
2: That's how it works. If you're for any reason. Josh, do you know where the, like cocaine meme started can you trace it back i
0: do yeah it was matt cough who's like do you know matt cough he's so funny such a funny stand-up daily show writer for years Mm -hmm. really funny great dude tweeted he it's his bit essentially and he would tweet like every so often like i think today's the day i try cocaine like for like years and then one day he tweeted at me like josh will you do cocaine with me today and i said no i'm not gonna do that but thank you for offering. And Paul F Tompkins was like, "Josh, I saw you promised to do cocaine this is all on Twitter to do cocaine with Matt Kauf and then you reneged and now you're a you're an untrustworthy man." And then he started a change.org petition to get me to do cocaine with Matt Kauf, which immediately raised 1000 signatures and then slightly less immediately was taken off of change.org because you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to be there to rename Fire Ants Spicy Boys. <laughs> that's what it's for. Yeah, like if you want to like ask Joe Biden to do a thing he's not gonna do or rename a boat, <laughs> that's your website. Right.
2: <laughs> Make the uh Disney Star Wars sequels non canon.
0: Hey <laughs> Hey, I think Deadpool needs to host the Tonys next year. <laughs> <laughs> He's a triple threat. He
2: is. Singing, yes. dancing, Deadpool. And some, might, <laughs> and some might say in the theater that his breaking of the fourth wall is positively Brechtian. <laughs> That's... How droll, Deadpool. What kind of chalk circle is this, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, are you are you a guy that I don't know if you've ever done cocaine? Do you do, you do a drug? Will you do will you chill at a music festival? What's your relationship <laughs> to substance um, use? Um,
0: I've never done cocaine. I once tried to do Molly. Oh. And it it didn't work cuz someone seeing my face in general demeanor Sold me and my girlfriend at the time something that was not drugs, just any kind of powder. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, this guy will just buy any powder, put it in him. He's the dumbass. And um, occasionally, the last time I, I, I'm not like a big weed guy, but my wife and I got slightly too high and watched the musical Cats. Mm. and i kept, she was just going no 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 the whole time and <laughs> i i kept saying to her like really seriously i would go i kept going i understand what words they're saying like i hear the words but can i turn up the meaning can i turn up the volume right. on what the words mean <laughs> sure so mostly it's just it's just bourbon for this guy
2: my, my 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 screening of cats just at a certain point, people were people just started saying, just just full volume saying, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's that?" It was like an
0: audience full of my grandma. Yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Really, really lovely.
0: It is like a movie that it it feels like there should be more context, like Cats, where you watch it and you're like, "Was there like a bunch of books I was supposed to read to understand who these people <laughs> right. are?" It like it feels like it should come with you know how at the beginning of some kind of of some fantasy books. There's like a family tree. <laughs> like yeah. It means that?
1: Yeah, but it's a, a map. Movie. Yeah, map hand-drawn A map big
0: map of the jellicle realm or wherever they live
1: yeah you well you didn't see the rest of the you did you watch any of the disney plus jellicle television universe series
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> the jcu <laughs> yeah i think the yeah the problem was going to see cats
2: endgame first
0: <laughs> that's what it <laughs> is. endgame and then i watched deuteronomy vision which i like didn't fully get but i thought <laughs> the kind of pastiche was really good yeah yeah an interesting premise but yeah
1: maybe they're getting too much credit for that. So,
0: I I jumped I kind of jumped in late with both feet and so that's on me. I saw I went to the the movies for the first time in a long time and I saw what was it called? The Nicolas Cage one, The Unbearable Weight of Massive oh, yeah. Talent, sure. which is very it was like adaptation. I was like, "Oh, it's been 20 years since we have done one of these. That's fine." Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun and there was a preview before the previews, there was just like some famous YouTube child who was like, here's what you need to know before you see Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. And he like named the 13 other movies and TV series that you needed to watch to understand this movie. Oh, boy. And I was like, that's too much. <laughs> so if you're here to see that movie, leave now. <laughs> I feel like every Marvel movie to me feels like that one class that – In college where you sit down and the professor's like, now you can take this without having taken Mythology 101, but
2: I wouldn't recommend it. And then I would just leave. Look to your left. Look to your right. One of these people will be banished to the multiverse of madness. (laughs)
0: I did audit one of Dr. Strange's graduate level courses.
2: <laughs> I love how he has that little uh, that little hang where he'll invite five or six of his favorite students back to his apartment for a little salon. <laughs> yeah. Pour some wine. Try and fuck you. <laughs> I'd like to see maybe
1: to appreciate Multiverse of Madness. It's not so much that you need to see a bunch of uh, Marvel movies, but just you got to be really familiar with the Cumberbatch oof.
2: Right. Right, right, like right, You have
1: to have seen all of Sherlock. You have to have gone to the like the uh Royal National Theatre production of, of Frankenstein where he alternated roles
2: with Johnny Lee Miller. <laughs> yeah. You they will not that. explain who Smaug is. Smaug <laughs> just shows up and you're expected to know that's Smaug. That one where he invents the
0: Turing test. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. It is amazing how much comic book movies are now just exactly like comics in that you cannot just pick up a random one where you like the cover,
0: and it's not even sequels. That's the what gets me. If it was just sequels, if it was like I know I won't understand three if I haven't seen two. But now they're like, okay, we're introducing a new character, but everyone else is here. Like, <laughs> come on! I thought maybe it could jump in.
1: Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched the one uh, Shang Shi. Mm-hmm. the martial arts one which had yeah. a lot a lot of real fun stuff in it some some really cool fights and then just at one point ben kingsley showed up for no reason and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> like what is ben kingsley doing in this fantasy china world uh doing a funny like working class english guy accent going like and then he just
0: leaves and that's. There's no explanation that was, Jesse, for that, why that was gone. Ga- that was Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen. Oh. You haven't seen Gandhi in the multiverse of nonviolent resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel like such a hack complaining about a superhero movie, but like, truly, I there was like a, I assume a famous child being like, here's, here's all the prerequisites. And I was just like, I got so Boston, I was just
2: like, you think you're better than me, kid, because you've seen all these movies? <laughs> I was just so mad. You think you're better than me because you had time to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> I got your Winter Soldier right here. <laughs> Hey kid,
0: do your parents even let you watch Severance? How do you like them Apple TV
2: shows?
0: (laughs) Real long walk. This is. Yeah, no.
1: That's fine. You know, where are we even going that we can't go for a long walk? Right. Nowhere of
0: consequence. You know, Mark Twain once said, a podcast is a long walk spoiled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's
1: what we focus on, ruining people's time who's walking a dog <laughs> or whatever.
2: Uh, Josh, I also went to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I, yeah. r- I really liked it. I mm-hmm. really laughed it up in the movie theater. And there was like someone a couple rows behind me just really laughing it up just like oh that's funny throated cape fear style laughing it up in the movie (laughs) just loving the whole thing and i got out colin it was colin farrell and then he cut in line in front of me for the parking validation that's incredible (laughs) yeah or tried to i didn't let him and he said have you considered the lobster (laughs) there you go there you like go. This year? hmm yeah. <laughs> always, always, always be, be considering, considering the lobster. lobster. ABCTL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take that, David Mamet. <laughs> We've yeah. improved your thing. <laughs> I don't even know if that was him. Or did he write the... He must have written the screenplay, too. Anyway.
1: For Glengarry Glenn Ross. For Glengarry Glenn Ross. David Mamet's thing is right-wing Zionism. That's yeah. his main deal.
0: Yeah, he's... I just... People, once you've achieved a certain amount of success, you got to just stop <laughs> talking to people. <laughs> just lock it down. Just shut it down. Like, write plays if you want still. But, like, don't just go sharing yeah. your opinions. No one's worried about what's in those. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> They're still letting the in the company of men guy
0: write plays. <laughs> was just i i was thinking about this this morning cuz every week i feel like some famous columnist writes like the worst op-ed you've ever seen and it's like i just feel like that's so lazy cuz as a comedian if i want to have a stupid opinion it has to be funny but like when you when you're prestigious enough you can have the worst opinions and people just listen and i feel like there needs to be some other like you need to learn to dance to do while you give a stupid
2: opinion <laughs> There needs to be a talent test of some kind. Yeah, I'm going to do contact juggling while I explain what movies do and don't pass the Bechdel test.
0: Exactly. Like, all right, David Brooks, I'll listen to, I listened to something you learned from your cab driver that you clearly made up. Uh, if you can do a backhand spring before
2: you start.
0: <laughs> I, n- I can't even think about, like, you know,
1: David Brooks, columnist for the New York Times. He wrote this book, and it was a long time ago, maybe 20 years ago. And part of the premise was that young people of the time which I guess would have been Gen X mm-hmm. mostly instead of becoming yuppies young urban professionals like the baby boomers had they were becoming child adults they were like not they were not growing up completely mm-hmm. and he called that grups
0: <laughs>
1: and I like every time I see his byline in the New York Times or whatever I think this is the Grups guy. Right. This guy wrote a book about Grups, made up the word Grups, and they gave him more opportunities
2: to write things. <laughs> grups sounds like a regional sausage dish you only get in the Northeast. Use <laughs> yeah. your Grups and eggs.
0: <laughs> You've never had Vermont Grups, eh? <laughs> We inject the syrup right into them before you cook them. That's the secret. There's syrup in the grups. <laughs>
1: in Maine, we deep fry your grups.
2: <laughs> Battered and fried like a cod filet. Are you excited about the She-Hulk show? I just wanted to talk about Disney yeah. Plus shows and regional accents. Kind of enjoyed the last one. so. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, um, crops. <laughs> it sounds like, oh, you mean the enemies of the Fraggles? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it's, I, I do like anyone taking a big swing at, like, getting new slang starting and just falling on your face. Mm-hmm. So would you call David Brooks the
1: E-40 of the New York Times opinion pages?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Can> it- <laughs> David Brooks here, quarterbacking and flea flicking? <laughs>
0: David Brooks is definitely the E40 of people who could not identify E40 from a lineup. <laughs> it's oh man. It's so funny. Because I E40 does it, it's like, man, I whatever however he talks, that's the right way to be talking. And then David Brooks comes up with grops. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, and the dictionary just like knocks his book, whoever runs Webster's dictionary just knocks his book on the ground like Dikembe Mutombo finger wags at it. (laughs) We're not putting that word in here. Someone else has to use it. It's like giving yourself a nickname.
1: I was listening to the San Francisco Giants game and they have coming up an E40 bobblehead night. Awesome. And E40 has also been making a lot of appearances in the NBA playoffs because the Warriors have made it to the n b a finals, and he said he's at those games, and he's as he always is pretty wasted and uh just giving hugs to Clay Thompson or whatever mm-hmm. and I just thought I don't aspire to be a movie star type celebrity mm-hmm. like i don't need to be cameron diaz or something like that you know i that's probably <laughs> still, that, that i think
0: you is, still
2: got a shot at it jesse no that job's taken <laughs> i don't yeah cameron diaz is doing it see if, but if cameron diaz is legally dead for nine seconds her <laughs> <Got> soul <it. laughs> can jump yeah. to a new body
0: mm-hmm. i don't as, i don't need to be in the film the mask
2: right <laughs> I don't need to have
1: movie star type fame. I don't even aspire to it. It sounds wor- like if I were Colin Farrell, I'd be worried that if I tried to cut somebody in line for the valet, they would talk about it on their podcast. Mm-hmm. But like to be like a guy that they call to throw out the first pitch when your team makes the second round of the playoffs, like the game three guy, just a local, doesn't have to be the local icon. But ah, local. You're not trying icon. to
0: be Huey Lewis. I don't need saying. to be Huey Lewis.
1: I'll be I'm perfectly glad to be Danny Glover. I'm perfectly happy to be <laughs> Tracy Chapman. You know what I mean? I'm I'm glad to be E forty. I don't need to be Huey Lewis. And that goal, like, I don't know what steps you need to take. I know it involves throwing out first pitches.
2: Mm-hmm. But that's and maybe appearing on the local news. I always thought that the like Kind of celebrity that like morning DJs had was a good level of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. you know, obviously you need to like get up at four a.m. or you know whatever, but like getting to like broadcast live from a bar on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. or like be there for the like opening of a new Benegins. Yep. Yeah. It seems and like that, a lot. That of was fun. like.
1: That was also a like a golden age of broadcasting. I don't know if this is still true, but maybe 10 years ago I have I had a friend, still my friend, who was the second banana on a large but not, you know, New York, Los Angeles or Chicago market AM news talk station show. Like it was his job to go in with the guy who was the star of the show, be his foil, say, "Oh yeah, there is a lot of stuff in the news today."
2: <laughs> you know what I mean, and it was like a these two three hour show. Pull up their pants. I'm just kind of guessing at what <laughs> exactly
0: these grups, these grups <laughs>
2: sagging the. I can see these grups boxer
1: shorts. It was one of these kind of centrist news talk stations. It wasn't like a hot talk station. It was like a you know this is where you go to to learn about the news or whatever we've got the news covered kind of thing. And I, I said to him one time, I said, it seems like an odd fit for you to be doing this job. Like, what is the appeal of being the second banana on a... And he said, I read the newspaper every day. I get in half an hour before I go on the air and then I go home half an hour after I get off the air and I get paid two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year. Hell yeah. And I was like, whoa Did you really yes, say this job, like- like,
2: did you really say this job doesn't seem like a good fit for you? <laughs>
1: no, I didn't I was like, you- what is
2: the like what
1: is so cuz this was a guy this guy had a lot of other things going as well mm-hmm. like this was this was not this was clearly not his life stream to do it's this right kevin thing. hart yeah <laughs> he he had done a lot of great things where he was the main thing but he had clearly chosen to not be the main thing on this and uh yeah it i was like yes that of course that makes that could not possibly make more sense i think radio dj In the golden age of commercial radio
0: in 1997 or whatever, Mm. as good as it gets, as good as it gets celebrity-wise. First pitch seems good. That's like a good level of celebrity. I think that would be very exciting. People are happy to see you. They think maybe it's good luck that you're there. I'm trying to get so that I get to throw the second pitch in a baseball game. Yeah.
1: Oh, so you're trying to work at like you're trying to work at a state farm office that bought a billboard ad or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want the starter throws one pitch mm-hmm. and then I go may I have this dance and then I throw the second pitch and then I then I just sit and enjoy the rest of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you what you are saying in this is Max Scherzer or whatever is mm-hmm. out there. He throws. He throws a heater on the outside corner. Yep. Strike one. Then somebody on a headset says, "Hold for Gondelman."
0: <laughs> I come out from the bullpen in the cart. I oh don't need yeah, special treatment in that okay. regard. They don't have I'll, the I'll cart anymore. Just like but any other Go pitcher. ahead.
1: Yeah, they reinstitute bullpen carts for your benefit.
0: Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to run that far from 1979 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I come in from the bullpen. They play. They play my intro music, and. I throw one pitch. Now, there's two possibilities (laughs) when I throw Uh out the second pitch. One, not even close to the plate. (laughs) Right, That's the more likely. It's been a long time since I've pitched from a regulation mound, not confident that I remember how to do it by feel. And I'm not warming up. I mean you were a great
1: relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox for a long time but mm-hmm. you've been a bar owner for years
0: now. <laughs> That's true. Well I, I, I working stopped at a Lexus drinking. dealership. I stopped drinking, I bought the bar. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh cheers. You I were doing a cheers. You one to my employees. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're just talking about jobs that baseball guys have after they. That was my my Lexus thing didn't yeah. fit.
0: Jordan,
1: remember when you used to have that kind of like corporate climber career, but then you ended up working with your on-again, off-again boyfriend in that bar?
2: <laughs> uh, what are we? Oh, Kirsty, oh, you right. Yes, I was yeah, Kirsty Alley. Kirstie okay. Alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Kirstie Alley. Uh, Jesse, not. remember when you were a conspiracy <laughs> mailman? You know, You
0: Remember when you kept coming in and doing close-up magic once a year? <laughs> And in a way, I would say my Red Sox pitching career is responsible for Frazier's radio show. Right, yeah, I think Frazier, in a lot of ways, first that's pitch true. level celebrity.
2: Yeah, yep. That guy could preside over the opening of a bet against, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: He wouldn't. He's a snob, but he, yeah. could.
1: <laughs> he certainly could. More than certainly could. Niles, yeah. Niles, they seem to have fried this cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a perfect example of what they might say. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch like a whole episode of Frasier where they just talked they just like tried to decipher appetizers. <laughs> now they call them jalapeno poppers, Niles, but where do they Oh now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Indeed they do. Indeed they do, my good man. There's more than one time in my life I've Googled because i forgot after the first time is kelsey grammar british or is he just like that <laughs> <laughs> i want to
2: throw i want to throw out the last pitch the last, Ooh, in cool. all, yeah. all of baseball, just throw it out and then America has to find a new national pastime. The mm-hmm. final Like pitch.
1: before, would there be a, like a Holocaust, a nuclear winter of some kind? Would there be a, or is it just, is it just kind of like a, and that's a wrap on baseball, folks? And everybody gives it a. Yeah,
2: applause. exactly.
1: We just go, go do mm-hmm. high a lie or whatever. Sure, yeah. I, f- I saw a great, uh, to me, The thing that is – I used to go on Twitter to see a little joke my friends wrote. And I'll see – look, I'm not above laughing at a little joke Jordan or Josh Gondelman put on Twitter. That's still a fun part of Twitter. But the main thing I I want from Twitter right now is to see a little thing that happened in a baseball game. And ideally, I'm glad to see a great play. Mm -hmm. But I want to see – what I want to see is something funny, something weird that happened. Like somebody catching it in the jewels or whatever. And uh, today I was on Twitter and uh, Bryce Harper is one of the great baseball stars, slugger for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I just saw a little video of him in the dugout, the Phillies dugout, in uniform, you know, during a game or whatever. Uh, And there's just like a lineup of Phillies guys, sort of Oliver, please sir, can I have some more style. And uh, Bryce Harper in his hand just has a clamshell full of blueberries and he's passing them out. (laughs)
0: Just passing out blueberries huh. in the dugout. The guys That's are going why, past each getting a blueberry I, from I never understood why his nickname was Mama Bird. And now, right. right. Now I do.
2: He had to stop, when COVID came around, he had to stop regurgitating it into. And it showed on the field.
0: You know, baseball players are very superstitious. Mm -hmm. And if he couldn't regurgitate a blueberry into each teammate's mouth before the game, it really gets into his head and gets him out of rhythm. Right. We talked the other day about when uh, Jock
1: Peterson of the San Francisco Giants got got slapped by Tommy Pham. Mm -hmm. And I learned, I think, since we talked about that, what seems now like the most important part of that entire story it was over a fantasy football dispute mm-hmm. some people who are in the know may think that i'm about to say that it, that mike trout the greatest baseball player of his generation was the commissioner of their league and had declined to step in to settle their beef that's not what it is it's that before every game jock peterson who gives the impression of being a sweet doofus it's hard to say for sure his walk on music is dancing queen by abba <laughs> and he's got Good. like a blonde mohawk hard. and yeah But before every game, Jock Peterson walks around in the outfield barefoot to like reconnect himself to the ground. And then that's when Tommy Pham slapped him. What
2: a time to slap a man.
1: That's like how could you punch a guy in glasses? Yeah. How could you slap somebody who's barefoot? It's like knocking over someone while they meditate. Yeah. It is. It's like basically Tommy Pham did the... You know, the assault version of you're running through the forest,
0: you're running through the forest. <laughs> I didn't, I hadn't heard that part.
1: Yeah. Wow. He was, was walking through the outfield barefoot to reconnect Just, with the earth? He does that
0: before each game. Now, when it's AstroTurf. Uh huh. Oh, ow, it's hot. Oh, do you oh, think he gets the same feel for it? Or is he like, mm, this is like. This is like walking barefoot with condoms on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> he'll only
1: he'll only meditate raw dog. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying?
1: I saw I did see a I saw a little video before a game of some of the players on the Giants. Like the Giants have like a usually in sports they call it like a mental skills coach or something, mm-hmm. but you know they have like a performance. Psychologist on the team and stuff. And I saw a little video before a game against the Rockies in Colorado where the Giants were all doing mindful breathing exercises on top of the fake rocks in center field. Like there's like a fake waterfall of rocks <laughs> and they were just out there sitting there doing mindful breathing together. And I was like, man, that rules. <laughs> I mean, I don't know
2: about you guys, but I feel the most centered when I'm riding the Matterhorn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You guys want to uh, get connected to the land and take a little break?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna connect to the land, sort of the way um, cartoon character connects to a uh, an electric fence. Cause I, I had too much water.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. you're gonna pee?
1: Yeah, you gotta go pee. Cool. We'll be back in just a second. On Jordan, just go. Love. Love. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: A Jordan Morris boy detective.
1: Thank you to the members of Maximum Fun. Uh, each and every one of you, at least the Jordan, Jesse Go listeners among you, have uh, contributed directly to this program. We're very, very grateful to you. Thank you very much. Uh, you rule. I hope you feel good about yourself every time you hear this. Thank you, because you deserve it. We're also supported this week by the folks over there. At Stitch Fix. Now, what is Stitch Fix? Stitch Fix is a combination of a clothing store and a clothing service. Yes, that's right. They choose little outfits for you.
2: Yeah, if you're... Uh, hey, the weather is changing. It's warming up. If you need some new uh, some new threads for chilling and grilling, uh, go on over to Stitch Fix. Um, I myself enjoy going over to stitchfix.com. It's a service that I really like. Here's what you do. You take a fun quiz, and the quiz is actually pretty Which fun. Which Backstreet Boy are you? <laughs> no, that's that's over to BuzzFeed. After okay. you've taken the Which Backstreet Boy quiz God. are you over at BuzzFeed, head over to stitchfix.com slash jjgo, and you answer a few questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, and how open you are to trying new styles. Then a Stitch Fix expert stylist will go to work, and they'll find items just for you. Every piece is handpicked for you, and it's uh, and it and it fits. I think that's a great part about Stitch Fix is that uh, the uh, the quiz is really accurate um, for taking your measurements, so you know that the stuff they send you uh, you can wear. You know it'll it'll fit you in and it'll feel good. Uh, I love it. Let me say this: the guy that
1: works at the store, he
2: doesn't know shit. No.
1: A guy that works at a store doesn't know shit about how stuff fits. If you go into the store and say, like, how does this fit? They're not going to be able to help you because they do not know. They're just on summer break or whatever. Like, they're just trying to get minimum wage. The people at Stitch Fix, between their actual human being expertise and their computer databases of how exactly everything fits and exactly how things will fit on you and how you prefer things to fit... They will find clothes that fit you, which is in and of itself, leaving aside any style consideration, I think, a service that's worth pursuing. They will either send you a package of stuff, and you can choose what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep, or they'll make a little store for you. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer, purchase within two days of sign-up. We're also this week supported by the folks over there at Magic Spoon. What is Magic Spoon? It's a breakfast cereal made of something other than grain. No one knows what, but it's a great success. (laughs) Put this mystery food into your mouth. This is one of the great triumphs of science is Magic Spoon. It truly Uh, is. It's like when they invented internal combustion engines. Yeah, you know, this previously is... they were trying to build these Jay Leno steam cars, and it just wasn't it just wasn't happening because the boiler kept exploding. You know,
2: yeah, magic spoon cereal tastier than a large hadron collider.
1: <laughs> yeah, suck on that large hadron collider. <laughs> it's you got stink. zero. It's got zero. And you know what else? Sugar. You know what else? Fuck you, big telescope in Hawaii. <laughs>
2: It's got zero grams of sugar, 140 calories, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. They gave us some
1: weird copy this week, by the way, Jordan. This thing about the the telescope in Hawaii, I did not expect to find it. Yeah, it's weird that they're
2: making us do this bit.
1: (laughs) But I guess they have to take down their bitter rival, that giant telescope in Hawaii that's there because it gets more dark there at night.
2: It's uh, keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, and low carb. I'm talking about Magic Spoon, not yeah, the Hawaii <laughs> <the> telescope.
1: telescope. <laughs> Magic uh, Spoon really is tasty, by the way.
2: <laughs> it is really good. Uh, it's it's awesome. I I like having it. I like having it for breakfast. I like having it for a midnight snack. And it's uh, great to know uh, that you're getting some good protein in there and uh, zero grams of sugar one gram of sugar in the honey nut flavor, which I really like. Jesse, have you tried this honey nut?
1: Isn't that's a nice honey nut? You don't oh, have to. Nice honey nut. You don't have to mess with some. I'm just gonna say it. A bullshit bee.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> a lot
1: of honey nut cereals are sold by bullshit bees. Don't trust them. Trust Magic Spoon.
2: Exactly. Uh, A lot of other great flavors, too. You got cocoa, fruited, frosty, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry muffin, also very tasty. They've also added breakfast bars recently, Jordan. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I got to try some of these. I haven't tried
1: the breakfast bars yet. I'm excited. And I'm not talking about the kind of breakfast bar you might find at a Holiday Inn Express. I'm talking about convenient on-the-go breakfast treats uh, that you can chew on, munch down, and you'll enjoy them. and get some nice protein. Go to magicspoon.com. Now, There's no omelette station. That's the downside. (laughs) Uh, Go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. How confident are they? It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember... Get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash jjgo. Use the code jjgo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Magic Spoon, known the world over as the only breakfast cereal my kid Frankie calls Magic Poon. Again, this copy is so
2: weird this week. Why are they? It's
1: all over the place, too. (laughs) The thing about the bee, the thing about the telescope. We'll be back in just a minute on Jordan. Jesse, go. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Josh Gondelman, the
0: gentleman lobsterman.
2: <laughs>
1: what what does that involve maybe being fair to the
0: lobsters in some way i give them a fair shake yeah i hear about sporting considering them them considering them (laughs) i I always consider the
2: giving them their consideration Mm
1: -hmm. Giving the whole thing a little thought Mm -hmm. i appreciate that yeah josh you're a new englander i am do you have strong feelings about seafood
0: i love seafood man Really? Oh yeah. So, would you say if you see it, you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm on kind of a seafood diet. When mm-hmm. I see shellfish, I eat them. <laughs> I eat the shells. <laughs> yeah. I, eat, I eat the shells. I can't wait to get into the insides.
1: <laughs> we have a like an engineer on Judge John Hodgman named Joel, who will engineer Hodgman when he's in Maine mm-hmm. uh, at a community radio station in Maine. Joel's a very nice man. And apparently Joel buys his scallops by the bucket. Yeah, like he'll go buy a bucket of scallops, and also he calls them scallops.
0: Yeah, that's that's a very New Englandy way to say it, for sure. I once in I had a, my, the first college gig I ever did. I on the way back to the airport it was in Shreveport, Louisiana, and on the way back to the regional airport to get my connecting flight to Memphis, I was like. What's, like, what's, like, a good little regional thing? And they're, like, oh, there's, like, a truck you can get crawfish from. And I was, like, hell yeah. Fish truck? Sign me up. And the guy just gave me, like, a plastic bag full of boiled crawfish. (laughs) And I brought them – I certainly – I was probably the least popular person in Shreveport that day because I brought them to the airport and then ate them in the airport food court, not on the plane. <laughs> that I would I be wish, incredible. That's no, I, that's no, no grosser a, than sabaro I, <laughs> I wish I'd, I'd thought as a bit to bring a plastic bag full of crawfish onto the plane and just like <sniffs> – the whole flight.
2: You can that. You can also get a plastic bag full of Cinnabons to bring on the plane.
0: <laughs> can you just actually hold the bun? Just fill the bag up with frosting.
1: <laughs> I had a a listener at Max Funcon this year hand me a trading card for an airport dog. Have you guys ever met an airport dog before? Like a drug sniffing one. No, no. This is a this is like a dog whose job it is. This actually, I think in Portland, Maine is where I met one of these dogs. It's a highlight of my life. You're just sitting there in an airport terminal, the worst place in the world, mm-hmm. and then someone comes up to you and says, "Would you like to pet a dog?" Mm-hmm. And you say yes, and they provide a dog to be your friend. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. This one is named Shiloh. The Bichon Frise. Ooh. and
0: That's a fancy dog.
1: Yeah. Shiloh's birthday is August 19th, 2006. Ooh, Got wow. It. Right now, I'm dealing with the possibility that Shiloh may be dead. Oh, my- Shiloh may have died since they produced this trading card.
0: I will say, my dog yes. was born August 14th, 2007. If okay. that's heartening at all, yeah. And is your dog dead yet? No, she's she's making a ruckus in the other room. She's still
2: got ruckus in her.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's still, she's more cantankerous. She's becoming, like, because she just complains when there's nothing to even talk about. Like, I just imagine if she spoke English, she would sound like Andy Rooney. <laughs>
2: <laughs> at the Delta terminal in LAX, there's this adorable pug that tends bar at the Chili's too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a relief pitcher for the Dodgers, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> really strong pores. That's what's nice about that pug? Strong pores. Heavy breathing, but strong pores. Mm-hmm. Heavy breathing, yeah, heavy yeah.
2: Pores. That that uh, that pug will get you fucked up before you fly to Phoenix. <laughs> When something
1: momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at two zero six nine eight four for fun for our segment Momentous Occasions. And you know what else you can do? Just make a voicemail and email it to us, JJ Go at Maximum dot org. Here's a person who's done that.
2: Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, go. Uh, this is Josh from Duluth calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, went to the movie theater today, um, and I saw a kid on his sister's shoulders in a trench coat and a fedora and some Ray-Ban sunglasses. Getting a ticket to a movie. I think it was Top Gun, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah, just full-on Vincent Adult Manning in real life uh, without the uh, broom arm. Alright, love the show. Love you both. Uh, Talk to you soon. Alright, bye.
1: I feel like he never calls anymore. He says, talk to you soon. Yeah. But but, I mean, I'm, the, I'm, always the, I'm always the one who texts him. Nine months is when I'm going to get the next call. I, just, I, I think it's important
2: anymore. to point out for um, the people who are listening that when the caller said his name was Josh, Josh Gondman gave a little nod like, hell yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> one of the team. And then I was like, oh, this is a pretty good story. Is he trying to replace me?
1: <laughs> Josh, we're going to switch in the new Josh. I was working on my Deezus and Marrow packet. and
0: oh, Come on. <laughs> I threw out the first pitch on this podcast. Yeah. They brought in the real picture. There's
2: a great there's a great running gag on Twitter about this guy doing ecstasy.
0: <laughs> and you can tell he's never done oh, wait, it. But wait a minute. He's the one they call the ecstasy chupacabra. Yes,
2: this, that's the ecstasy chupacabra. <laughs> Sucks the ecstasy right out of goats.
0: <laughs> there's a Reddit slash
1: R slash Jesse mm. that I subscribe to. My name's Jesse. hmm Just for the listener at home. And I was looking at the, what the top posts are right now. There's only a post about once a month or so. Yeah. The top one is, yo, my name is Jesse. May I know your names? And then there's one that says, we should get together and fight. Mm-hmm. And then the body just says, last one standing keeps the name.
2: Wow. <laughs> High stakes. And
1: then there's one that says, uh, my name is Jesse. That's the subject. And then the body of the message says, cock and balls. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that says, the subject is, my name is Tim, and then it has uh, Tim, and then the greater than symbol, Jesse. Tim is better than Jesse, he says. He says, I officially declare a war between Tim's and Jesse's. You can't stop me now.
2: Now, I have a question about- Is
1: that that about the War Powers Act of Tim's?
2: (laughs) My question about this subreddit is a question that I have about many subreddits, and that is, are people using this to jack off?
1: (laughs) I mean, that cock and balls one, I could get off to that. Yeah.
0: It is evocative.
1: Very. (laughs) And and balls, you say. This one says, my name is Jesse, and then the body says, I go (laughs) pee-pee-poo-poo. It's kind of hot. There's one here, this is probably the best one, says, Chief Keef, and then the body says, Anyone here like Chief Keef? <laughs>
2: He's trying to get some general music discussion going. <laughs> yeah. Josh, do you have to contend with other Josh Gondelmans online? I don't think so.
0: There's not that many Gondelmans overall. And so being there being another Josh one, just statistically unlikely. Are there many Jordan Morrissey's?
2: Yeah, we, uh, Morris? Uh, we've we have frequent frequent dilemma I've mentioned on the podcast, but the, there's now a soccer playing Jordan Morris who is wow. very good, a real charmer, and won't come on our show. Will not come on our show. But I did get to do a do an interview with the Seattle Sounders website, and they sent me a jersey, which was really nice. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that
1: is cute. Are there any other Joshes in your life,
0: Josh? I mean, Josh is a relatively common name. There were two in my high school class. And it was like whenever we were in the same place, we got along fine. But whenever we were in the same place, it was like this is a hassle. I don't know. How, I don't know how all the Sarahs do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I went to Brandeis, and the Joshes were also the Sarahs. Like we were as numerous as the Sarahs. Right. I That's think difficult. I think
2: I like just – I'm a generation before a Jordan explosion. I think yeah. that there are a lot of like – when I was like in my 20s, there were a lot of like 10-year-olds named Jordan. So I think I just kind of slipped by with having kind of an unusual name for the time.
1: I think I'm about 3,000 years after the main Jesses.
2: Which – who were?
1: Like an Old Testament, Jesse you know, Christ, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Hebrew Bible is your primary Jesse's, I would say.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> good Bible. Good Bible. Since then
0: there's relief pitcher Jesse Orozco mm-hmm. and I feel like Rick Springfield brought Jesse's into the Zeitgeist Oh, yeah. for a-
1: oh that's a really good point. He mm-hmm. really did a lot for Jesse's who want to have people say, I wish I had Jesse's girl to them. Mm-hmm. Like a before that that almost never happened. And then after that
0: Often people would say that to us. How think about how striking your girl would have had to have been, and how f- forward and aggressive the people <laughs> you were encountering. Yeah, to just broach that.
2: There is a there's a documentary about Rick Springfield fans about like the fandom around Rick Springfield that I had a coworker who just emphatically recommend it to me. I don't, like, have any particular feeling about Rick Springfield, but he's like, if you like a rock doc, you gotta watch this Rick Springfield documentary. And it is really fascinating about, like, you know, what does a one-hit wonder do after they were a one-hit wonder? And the most amazing part about it is they make you wait to hear Jesse's Girl. They'll play some, like, little riffs from it. But, like, the first time you hear it, it's like an hour into the movie, and he's playing it at a county fair. And, like, I get edging now i get yeah. it it is like you by the time he fucking blasted out at a county fair where it's raining and no one showed up it's like yeah you just look sort of like oh my god the greatest song in the world is playing anyway brian i forgot what the other calls what the i've you told me and i forgot what is it
1: we have a segment now josh on our show i mean you're a producer on uh writer producer on desus and marrow Oh, wonderful television program. And I know that show, you know, that you will do field pieces, you'll do different recurring evergreen segments on the show, mm-hmm. any any kind of setup you can find to let those, to wind those two hilarious guys up and let them go. Let them do their thing and their hats and everything. And uh, we do kind of a similar thing here on Jordan, Jesse Go, where we are really creative and we've thought of a lot of segment ideas for the program. We haven't. That we have worked really hard on no not true we don't just have people call in with whatever they want to say that they think is funny or interesting that's what happens claim that it's a segment on our show whatever the subject of their call is so i just wanted to let you know that uh yeah quick question from josh josh uh i see josh gondelman yeah uh, i'm
0: calling on you yes sir you said josh a moment ago and and began to address are you talking to me or to josh the previous caller because i'm feeling really insecure (laughs) sorry josh g okay perfect yeah. Uh okay, can you Sarah repeat that? the <laughs> Sarah, the guy
1: with the short beard and the striped shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the bug in his lap. <laughs> Brian, play one of our segments here.
2: Hi Jordan and Jesse. This is Pat from Missouri. I'm calling about your long running segment. Thanks a lot, Jordan. You ruined it for me. I had a dream the other night that Jordan and I were best friends and writing partners and we were at a club with a famously beautiful actress who shall remain nameless.
1: Cameron Diaz. And I was
2: about 30 seconds away from closing the deal when she mentioned that she liked our writing because it was so smart. So Jordan decided to impress her with his intelligence by discussing the etymology of the word chlamydia and recounting every episode of the Tim and Eric Show. <laughs> at which point she pretended to have a broken ankle and limped out of the club. <laughs> So thanks a lot, Jordan. You ruined it for me, Jesse. Sorry, you weren't
0: there. I was down at the swimming hole. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> when and he said this actress will remain nameless. I mean, I think what he was implying was I will continue not to reveal her name. But it sounded like you two were Jordan, you and this and this caller were talking to an actress who did not have a name. <laughs> yeah, it was a <laughs> character was from this- Game
2: of Thrones. <laughs> Jesse, now, how do you feel? Just want to do, do a check in, emotional check in. Yeah. How do you feel about me making all these sweet dream appearances? And, you know, it would kind of ap- seem that you haven't really appeared in any dreams. Maybe I'm well, forgetting them, but.
0: Well, hold on. Jesse appears in all the cars. So that's kind of the dichotomy. <laughs>
2: You can only do one. You can only yes. You have to get out of a dream if you, <laughs> you want to get into a car.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Jordan, you hold down the
2: dreams. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse takes, takes care the, of the cars. cars.
1: <laughs> I've been making a lot of appearances, Jordan, with the dream mm. R and B singer, like at malls or signings. <laughs> that's oh, that's cool. nice. Are you like personal yeah. security? Uh, no, we we are co build. Oh wow! So it'll okay. be like, come to you know the we're opening. Uh, Rick Caruso hires us a lot for his different. <laughs> right. It'd be like Rick Caruso will be like, I'm opening, I'm opening a new pretend train. Come and uh, see. Come meet R&B singer The Dream, uh, the hyphen Dream, and public radio personality Jesse Thorne. And then that way he appeals to all the demographics from R&B fans to fans of of the dream. Mhm. All your main demos. <laughs> so you guys you guys play really well off each other. Uh yeah, we have like a I don't want to say like an Abbott and Costello vibe because I don't remember which one of them is which. Mm-hmm. But maybe like a Smothers Brothers thing where I'm the dumb one or like I would say more than anything else is kind of a Joe and Kamala thing.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I think like the Smothers Brothers, you two were really kind of out there at the forefront protesting the Vietnam War, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it was we were so brave and important considering that fundamentally we were a banjo playing dumb guy smart guy
2: act.
0: Sang <laughs> a song about a fox.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs>
0: The Smothers Brothers are great. They're still alive. You think they're still playing shows? I don't know. I would love to see the
1: Smothers Brothers. That would be fun. I would for sure go see. That. They used to play like wineries in Northern California. I would yeah. always want to go see the Smothers. I was about Brothers. to say perform pro- I
2: would say like performing arts center. I bet like Yeah. Uh, that's where you see the Smothers Brothers. Love to
1: go see the Smothers Brothers. I'm so guys, let's get tickets. Let's go. Yeah. We're there. The Dubuque, here we come. I don't know. I don't do we know have to funny, go funny. to debut yeah you know, like, sorry let's go
0: let's go see abbott and costello instead yeah <laughs> i really wanted to i you know i bought tickets to see jesse in the dream
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not listen it's not a ticketed event you just have to wait in line outside the anthropology
1: yeah <laughs> Riccaruso is opening the the Grove Two, and they're going to have a sixty foot monorail. Mm-hmm. Just goes sixty feet from the from the movie theater to the limited.
0: The Grove Two is going to be called Grover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grove,
2: Grove harder.
1: 4 <laughs> fun or JJ go at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan
0: Jesse la, 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 la. Hello, I'm a stuffy dowager, Countess. Travis? I'm judging everybody's manners. Oh, no. Schwanners isn't judgy. It's about teaching you to be your best self and be a little more confident when you enter social situations that you don't understand and maybe also teach you a little bit about history you didn't know or give you interesting things to talk about at parties.
2: Yeah, like the secret life of Emily Post.
0: Or like why wristwatches are the way that they are.
2: We can talk about table manners from the Victorian era.
0: Sure, or what it's like to attend a Regency ball. Yeah. Uh, you can find all that and more if you listen to Schmanners on Maximum Fun or wherever your podcasts come from, I guess. manners, Schmanners. Get it? La, 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 la.
1: A man was walking along a beach which represented his life. At his
2: feet were two sets of footprints, his and God's. But looking back down the beach, the man could see that in the hardest parts of his life, there was only one set of
1: footprints. So the man said to God, why is there only one set of footprints when times were hard?
2: Where were you? And God replied, my precious child, I was in my car listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi award winning comedy podcast, and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: La, 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 la,
2: la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan
2: Morris Boy Detective.
0: Josh Gondelman, uh, the King of Smug Brow. <laughs> is, that a, is that a beer they serve at Oktoberfest? <laughs> Mm, uh, yeah, I would have thought you'd heard of it. <laughs>
2: Smogtoberfest is that? Is that something?
0: Smogtoberfest. Smogtoberfest. That's when yeah. you watch the Hobbit movies, yeah, in October in
2: Lederhosen. Yes,
0: <laughs> the German director's cut. Mm-hmm.
2: And Smogtoberfest was where you uh, drink beer and point out that actually Jesus was born in the spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christmas was to replace pagan holidays. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Love hearing about this again. Guys,
1: I would I would add jokes to this, but I'm an actual NPR host. There so. you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you aren't the one who brought fucking David Foster Wallace essays into this <laughs> shit. <laughs>
2: Just do the Smaug stuff. Talk about sleeping on a pile of treasure or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That does not seem comfy.
2: Well, it is to a dragon, Josh. Yeah,
1: you're not a fucking dragon, dude. Don't assume shit about other people's experiences or right. other mythical creatures. A
0: firm pile of treasure because they have back problems.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Josh, you're really centering yourself in this conversation about Smaug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do... I do like to consider myself a dragon ally. Or am I supposed to be against dragons? <laughs> That's
2: an interesting Listen, question. when it comes to dragons, I think we all just need to step back and listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No app apology a dragon Notes
2: app. <laughs>
0: Some of my comments about Smaug and his pile of treasure were hasty and ill-informed. <laughs> It's crazy that you,
1: of all people, Josh, would say something like that, because some of your best friends are dragons. Right.
2: <laughs> Pete? Wait, right, no, I, that's the kid. I'm, I'm sorry I said that Reign of Fire didn't pass the Bechtel test.
0: <laughs> Reign of Fire Island?
2: It probably doesn't. <laughs> that's,
0: um...
1: <laughs> How come there's so few Lady Dragons? That's a really good question. There's the one from
0: Shrek. Mm-hmm. There's a Lady Dragon in Shrek? I think she and Donkey have a physical relationship. <sighs> I think they do, too. Am I remembering Shrek You're saying that Donkey from Shrek you do dicks see down their... a dragon in the movie? This would be such a fucked up thing for me to just make up. <laughs> like, if I was just like, yeah, that's right, right? And it's just like my brain firing randomly. You know, in the movie Shrek, where donkey fucks a dragon.
1: Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question about this? Because I don't remember this from Shrek. I saw Shrek one time, but I don't remember this from Shrek. I mean, a donkey has a big dick for an animal, but is it good enough for a lady dragon?
0: I feel like, look, I feel like if you're going to fuck a lady dragon, I bet she's got her own- A cloaca. Right. That was not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. You're probably right. They're related to birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like she seemed like an in-charge lady. She knows what she needs in the bedroom, mm-hmm. which is just a pit cave. Yeah, That's yeah. what her bedroom is. Are there other lady dragons? If this
2: pile of gold's a-rockin'.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> donkey's coming
0: <knocking>. up. <laughs> donkeys. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you fuck a donkey and then he's like on your side of the pile of
2: gold right. and you're just yeah. like, "Oh, get off me." Yeah, I need my space. Go sleep on those rubies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are there any other lady dragons? I mean, I'm since I'm asking this, I know we're laughing and joking a lot, but right. are there other I was just talking about this with Gina Davis. Mm. Are there (laughs) other lady dragons in cinema?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Were the Game of Thrones dragons? Do we know their gender? I don't know.
1: No, we don't get a good look at their cloaca. Right. (laughs) That was. I think that ended up in the. You know, that's one of those cutting room floor things. The episodes can only be so long. Well, if you
2: had read the books, Jesse, if you had read (laughs) The Winds of Winter, you would know.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of discussion of eating partridges and dragon's Mm -hmm. cloacas.
0: That's what they left out of the show. Eating partridges.
1: Yeah, isn't that the big thing in those fucking books is they describe all the different birds they're eating? (laughs) I haven't read the books. All all I know about it is that they don't
0: know how to end it. And it's full of descriptions of eating different kinds of birds. Have you, did you ever, as a young person, read the like Redwall books by Brian Jacques? I think I read, is that about a, like a knight who's a mouse, maybe? Yeah, that's in that zone. There's like tons of descriptions of food that's just like, they ate a feast made of candied walnuts and blackberry cordial. And (laughs) I feel like Game of Thrones just sounds like, them eating all the animals that were eating all the little <laughs> nut meals.
2: <laughs> Not dragons, but I guess all of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are female.
0: Oh yeah, clever girls, clever girls, oh, clever
2: girls, that them is all. Interesting. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's a
1: that's like our generation's dragons. I right. would say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, back in my day, we didn't call them dragons; we called them dinosaurs. <laughs> they were all they were all broads. They could open doors and they killed Newman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh the tits on these raptors <laughs> Baboom
1: <laughs> Thank God they invented deepfake so we can finally see Smaug eat Newman. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's something I could jack off to. Am I right? <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go rewatch the Eternals on Disney Plus. <laughs> Sorry, I got I gotta take a second here
1: to fill out my Emmy card. I'm voting for the boys. <laughs> I gotta vote for the
0: boys. <laughs> for my Seriously? consideration, up
2: your consideration. <laughs> Consider these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the Ahsoka Tano series. <laughs> this guy's fun. <laughs> Love
1: doing this guy. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Gondelman's got a new stand-up comedy special. It's on uh, VOD. Stands for video on demand. Is that correct, Josh?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you can demand it. You can demand it on on June twenty first from from YouTube and. I think Amazon and Apple TV, and it's for it's for rent and for sale on June twenty first. I'd really love for people to see it. It's got a bunch of stuff I've never released, and a couple things, a couple bits that I've done for a little while, but I've never done on TV on a special or anything before. And it's my first hour that's video in addition to audio. So I really hope people enjoy it. And then it'll be in ninety days after it releases. It'll be for free if you want to wait, but. If you want to just pay just
1: pay for bucks. it. Give Gondel, gondelman, gondelman a few throw fucking a bucks. gondelman some bucks. These people at comedy dynamics need a dollar or two. <laughs> They're out here
0: paying gondelman and you got to pay them. Give
1: Steve Jobs his 50 cents. The man's a ghost.
0: <laughs> pay the ghost as Nicolas Cage that one movie would say. Right.
2: Yeah. Steve Jobs needs two coins to get out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do, to, to God, pay the ferryman you jobs? <laughs> just go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> our
0: producer is
1: Brian Sonny D Fernandez our theme music love you by the free design courtesy of the free design and light in the attic records Valerie Moffat is on the stream you can go and here's what you do Jordan if you want to watch Jordan Jesse go live we're not archiving this shit but if you want to watch it live, uh, you go to the maximum fun YouTube channel, you subscribe to it and you have to turn on the notifications. And we're not, we're not going live all the time. So all you got to do is turn on the YouTube notifications and then your phone will ding dong at eight oh three PM Pacific on some
0: Sunday evening and you get to watch Gondelman and his little doggy. Yeah. A lot of people haven't seen this dog. If you weren't watching and we're just listening at the beginning it did sound like i was breathing like a pervert because my <laughs> my tiny lunged pug was right next to the microphone just like well <laughs> one of the times one of the
1: times it sounded like that the pug was next to the microphone the other time you were on <laughs> slash r slash jesse
0: <laughs> as you know Ooh, the yeah. steamy messages Ooh, yeah poopoo cock involved like
2: those tims <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, fight
0: those fucking (laughs) tunes. I feel so hard right now. Look, the greater than sign, what is it if not a pointy boob or penis or whatever gets gets you going.
2: Yeah, the greater than sign can get it. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the opening. This one says, Evening, gents.
1: It says, Hope all is well. Just wanted to tell you you're all awesome.
2: Oh, what a nice subreddit.
1: Isn't that a great vibe?
2: Yeah. Love it.
1: It's a really nice vibe. Then this one just says, biggest orange I've ever seen. <laughs> picture of an orange. Oh, how big is it? Look at this. Vibe. I mean, it's good size. There's no doubt about it. It's a little hard to judge. It looks like it's on some kind of homemade table.
2: Yeah. Maybe you need something for scale. Yeah, it would like be a,
1: nice. A, a regular sized orange. <laughs> yeah. Could just be. It could be camera tricks. You know how these fucking orange people get. Mm-hmm. The Oompa Loompas? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Why the fuck not, Josh? I think Oompa Loompas are aliens or something, right? Aren't they from Oompa Loompa Land? Oh, they're it's a it's colonialist.
2: I think so. It is. Yeah, I think it is. Uh,
1: What's from space? Oh, Vermicious Canids.
2: Vermicious Canids.
0: I and Vermicious my, Canids. My are from grandmother space. used to make the most <laughs> Vermicious
2: Canids at Hanukkah. <laughs> 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 the secret is you got to inject Kins. the syrup right in them. <laughs> you got to inject the. you have to put the syrup right in the canids.
0: Classic Massachusetts grunts or mm-hmm.
1: whatever they were called. Why not? Sure, grups. Fuck. There it. you go. Grups. What is this garbage? <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: I'll hug you
1: and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.
2: Comedy and culture, Love owned,
1: Audience supported.